Are you good to go? As good as gonna get tonight. Yep. <laughs> so welcome to another episode of True North Nerd. Yay! Yay! So just a warning: this episode probably going to go a little bit longer than we have in the last couple episodes. We've been trying to stick to a time format, but this is our favorites of 2019 episode. Yay! It's a lot of stuff. So we we've got categories that we're going to go over, but be, before we do that, uh, we're going to do the news. Uh, there will be no geek picks this week because basically the entire show is geek picks. <laughs> the entire show is a whole whack of geek picks. So uh, before we get into that, uh, Ryan, what's in the news? Uh, stuff. <laughs> there's stuff in the news. Not a lot of stuff, but there's stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's start off with what we got for new trailers this week. Uh, did anybody watch the new... I know Kevin did, because he watched it with me, the new Birds of Prey trailer that dropped today. Nope. No, I didn't get a chance to yet. Kevin did. What'd you think, Kevin? I thought it looked like a lot of fun, Ryan. Yeah, we watched it when we were uh, taking a break and trying to warm up. I was a... Uh... I, I got home late from work today, so I didn't I haven't had a chance because you, mean YouTube, you didn't watch it at work today. YouTube is blocked at my workplace. Oh, that's too bad. Even though like there there was a good half hour there, I could have easily watched a whole whack of crap. It's, some of the some of my other coworkers have apparently found ways around it, but I oh. haven't looked into it. That that's much. okay. Uh, so it starts off with we get to see a little scene where uh, Harley explains that uh, she and the Joker have broken up. And you see her, what appears to be like the two, you know, possibly the two of them in like a chemical truck together. Hmm. Um, and she jumps out and then it drives straight into an ace chemical plant and explodes. Oh, so we're, they're not even, they didn't even bother calling Jared Leto, no, let no. alone getting him for five minutes. No. So, but uh, it looks, it looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious what they're doing with it in terms of continuity. Not that it really matters that I much. I think the at this only point. continuity that matters is that uh, she's free from the the prison that she was in. Yeah, and it still exists in that same world as the rest but of them. Like the director and producer have come out saying it doesn't really take place in the same universe as Suicide Squad did. I don't which believe seems that. Weird. Yeah, I think they're just trying to distance itself from. Which I don't understand why they would. Because she was the one thing that, like, yeah, regardless of people out. liking or not liking that movie, that was one of the things that stood out about it, right? Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so we got that today. Uh, earlier this week, we got the long-awaited new trailer and possible what's going on with this movie. Uh, we got the new trailer for New Mutants. Yes. And a release date. I, I, I think of ourselves as, like, our predictions... We're pretty good. Not 100%. We're not batting a 1,000, but we're pretty good. Uh, I will go off record, like, I guess we were wrong about this one because we had all concluded that 
It was destined for Netflix, Disney Plus, Disney+ or Hulu. Or never to see the light of day. Uh, there was too much money yeah. spent on it. It's, it would have shown up eventually. Or in a bootleg uh, DVD bin at a convention. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, so from the looks of the trailer and the sounds of things, we've gone back to the original director's cut. Yep. Which makes it more of a horror movie. There seems to be some questions whether the reshoots we heard about even Ever took happened? place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I thought this trailer made it look pretty decent. I, you I'm, to see some cool I'm really stuff. curious, especially since it's taken from the Demon Bear saga, which is like one of the, the best storylines in in the New Mutants. Yeah. Yeah. I know nothing about that. All I know really about any of these characters that we see is that uh, magic is there. Um she kills people, so she's it almost looks like it's pretty on par for the character. Mm. Uh, you get to see her put on magical armor with a sword, flaming sword, and she opens portals. Yeah, good enough for me. Um, that's all. That's all you need. Yep. I, pretty much. I'm curious whether they make any connection between her and Colossus. That will be very. Uh, I'm assuming the only one we'll get maybe like if they use her real name. Yeah. Like maybe like Rasputin and that whatever no, no Rasputin whatever yeah, their last name is. We'll be seeing him again. I'm assuming now that the new Deadpool movie seems to be in the works. Yeah, possibly. Maybe so not. That leads to the question: Do you think there'll be a post-credit sequence that ties New Mutants into the MCU? See, the, we discussed this the other day. Yeah, I we, don't we discussed know. this or we discussed this. I, I think it was you and I, Brent, that there's multiple ways that they can. Tie this into the MCU, but, and most of it just involves a few little throwaway lines or one cut, you know, bonus scene at the end of the movie. Yeah, you I know? don't, I don't know if they will. I kind of like, I kind of think this might end up being because I'm not positive Deadpool is going to join the MCU at this point. Right. They're going to do another Deadpool, but I think he might be off in his own little kind of universe. Yeah. For uh, multiple reasons. And uh, I kind of wonder if that's what... If this becomes a hit, this might be the same. But it's got some stiff competition. Like, the week it opens, it's fine. Next week, James Bond. So, if it does... It, like, there's nothing else opening the same weekend as it. But the next weekend, it, it could get smacked pretty hard. So, it, like... And it depends on how Disney sees a hit with this, right? Like, realistically, they didn't pay any money for it. Fox did everything, yeah. and they just ended up with the final product, right? No, they paid $7 billion for it. Well, amongst <laughs> other things. And got all that other stuff as the throwing. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Next. Next, uh, we got a new Picard trailer, which we got uh, the, the new well, Picard's coming up soon. Two yeah. weeks tonight as we record. They're doing uh, all the promos for it now. He did a big interview with Variety that was really interesting I to read. I heard that there were spoilers in it, so I didn't read it. I don't, not anything that we haven't already talked about. Okay. Or at least from my point of view. Um, yeah, so we see some more shots that weren't in the other trailers. Mm-hmm. It, looks, you know, it looks like it's going to be good. We're going to all watch it anyway, so. Yeah, <laughs> there was um, a question of that. Okay, question for the table. Have any of you read Lock and Key? Yep. I have read the entire I series. Think it's think I one read my, the first volume. It's one of my favorite comics of probably the past 20 years. Ooh. And because Brent likes it so much, I read it. Ah, well, in that case, uh, come February 7th, you can tune in to Netflix and watch the live action version. Yeah. I'm, season one. I'm pretty stoked. 
I, I have really, you watched the trailer? I watched the trailer today. Actually. Okay, so and, it makes sense to you then? Oh yeah, because um, I know nothing about this this property at the, all. So I like watched the trailer and I was the intrigued. The only weird thing is, is the trailer feels really like Spielbergian, like and the comic has elements of that definitely, but it's also got a lot of horror to it too. So. Uh, I'm kind of curious how everything shakes out. And, like, even, like, it's only eight episodes the first season or something. Oh, is it? Yeah, eight. uh, I think it's only eight, maybe 12. Yeah, well, the Netflix, that's usually it's anywhere from eight to 12. Who knows? It'll probably be 10. I'm curious how far they get in it. Like, uh, the nice thing about Lock and Key is the main story is done. It's the comic, it leaves room for them to do past stories about the house and the keys and stuff like that to a yeah. certain extent but the 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 main story that will be featured in this that only ran like four volumes of of hardcovers four okay. or five so yeah. only four volumes How well, many no, but per like, volume? uh six six yeah they were pretty distinct story arcs all the way along but the casting looks pretty good and the i'm i'm curious to see how they do the key effects because yeah. each key does something different. The 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 but seeing the the key the that l- leads to Bodhi's soul, mm-hmm. it, like the scene in the trailer for it. Oh, I haven't seen the trailer. Oh, it's like just awesome. Like mm-hmm. it's like it, what you would want. Was that the, the one when the when the little boy falls and yeah, like, and his soul goes out of his oh, body? That, okay, or astral projects astral or whatever. Projection. Okay. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, there you go. Uh, oh, so part three of Sabrina comes out uh, on the 24th, so season three of that. Today, um, I'm sure most of you didn't see it, uh, they at least, instead of a new trailer for it, or mm-hmm. an official trailer, or an official music video, they unleashed the official music video trailer <laughs> called, and it's uh, Straight to Hell is the song, mm. and it's, uh, yeah, it's a music video mixed with the trailer for the season. It's pretty, it's, it, was, it was Perfect it was, to play at your local Hot Topic. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so that comes, in, you know, that'll be coming out soon. Uh, so that's all I got for trailers. You guys get any, see any trailers that I might have missed? Or... I don't think so. There was a trailer for a new Sims expansion pack. Oh, there was? <laughs> What's this new expansion pack? Tiny houses. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a special... So they're moving into the tiny house yeah. craze as well? You, these people can now live in small trailers? Well, I mean, you could always make tiny houses, but now they made a specific lot trait... Um, I hope people out there play The Sims 4, otherwise nobody, like you guys, are all going to give me blank looks. I kind of <laughs> giving you a blank. I'm looking, I'm looking at you with interest. Same. <laughs> and because I know how much you love this game. Yeah, I'm a little bit addicted. Actually, I just made a list of my uh, top uh, expansion packs of 2019 for The Sims 4. There was a lot released in 2019. Wow. Uh, anyway, so the tiny living is uh, now when you buy a lot, before you could just build whatever you wanted from corner to corner as high as you want or as low because there's basements. But now um, there's a lot trait where you can only build 100 tiles because the lots are broken into tiles. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you make your house 100 tiles or less, which is pretty darn small, you can you get bonuses for you know relationship building and for your bills are lowered and stuff like that. And then they release. I need lower bills. I know. Unfortunately, it doesn't apply in real life. Otherwise, Damn. I'd be a millionaire. Mm. Um, and you can also do things. Or God. Yeah. Well, see, that's why I play The Sims, yeah. because basically I'm God. 
Uh, and the other thing with, with the new thing is that they have like new furniture that will fit into the smaller spaces. So mm. it looks really cool. It's coming out in January Cute. in two weeks. So Oh, nice. Yay. New stuff pack. And then they did a, a contest for the next pack. And it's going to be knitting. Woohoo! Oh, knitting Jen one. will never leave. And Jen was never seen again. <laughs> I don't Simulated knitting. No, she's got to come out for food. I don't have nah. to knit in real life. I can knit in The Sims. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they can knitting. knit for me. And I'll probably make more money knitting in The Sims than I ever would knitting out here. <laughs> uh, that was my trailer. <laughs> there you go. Well, so speaking of expansions, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield for the Nintendo uh, Switch. Um, they announced an expansions coming out later this year. With Some... 200 additional Pokemon or something. Ooh. Something like that. that yeah, means I they're just... going to end up in Pokemon Go eventually. Yeah. I wonder if it'll be the 200 extra Pokemon that they're going to be bringing in or actually the, 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 a lot of the original ones that they left out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> but there's supposed to be new areas and new content. and So that could be interesting. Do you have either of those games for your uh, Switch? Yes, I do. <laughs> I've got Sword. I think I've put a total of seven hours into it so far. Hmm. Planning to put some more in this weekend when it's freezing rain outside. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay, so we got some, you know, some rumors and some casting stories. Uh, reportedly, Christian Bale is in talks uh, to join the cast of Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh, I heard that too. There's As big, Beta Ray Bill. There's big speculation. That's some so speculation. We, Ryan and I were talking about this earlier. Beta Ray Bill's the one that makes the most sense because he's kind of got like a regalness to him. And that, especially with Christian Bale's acting demeanor and stuff like that when he does those kind of parts, plays off really well with the ridiculousness of the... Giant the, space horse? The new Taco Watatiti version of Thor, right? right. Like it's... He's going to be, I assume if Beta Ray Bill's in this movie, he's going to be the straight man for the comedy. Right. Actually, that would be really cool. Yeah. No. Especially he's, since he's a giant space horse. If, if we were talking, like, going back to, like, the, the older, more serious, like, kind of, like, Kirby-esque Thor and stuff like that, uh, Baldur the Brave would be a good choice, too. Curveball? Hercules. I would say, I no, he, he couldn't get that big. But I've seen what that man will do to himself for a part. Yeah, but he said so, that he's, he's not doing that anymore. Yeah, yeah. You never know. He goes in and he's like, all right. Fat Hercules. I was going to say, if they can make Chris Helmsworth have a pot belly, I'm sure they can do a prosthesis for uh, That's Hercules. not how Christian Bale works. Well, He'll be working out eight times a day, eating nothing but beef and human growth hormone. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Sylvester Stallone diet. diet. <laughs> uh, okay, so we had some toy news for us. We did? Yes. Oh. Uh, McFarland Toys unveiled all their, uh, their first couple waves of DC Comics action figures. Yeah. Because uh, as of January 1st, they, them, and uh, Spin, Masters. Spin Masters are the action figure rights holders for DC. Spin Masters is handling the smaller scale kid stuff, kid which they stuff. unveiled uh, some of their new stuff today. The kid, the King Shark one, I actually thought looked pretty cool. Kind of looked like it fits in with like the old school He Man style stuff, or with that new Harley Quinn cartoon. Like it kind of has oh, like yeah. almost like animated for him? look to sure, it. Sure, yeah. But um. I am now, originally when we saw them, you and I were both like, well, that's a big meh. Yeah. But I saw new photos today with the actual paint jobs, 
And then some of the paint looks nice. It looks like, really nice. The, so, the, the armored Superman? Yeah, that's... That looks... I'm, I'm on the fence. I kind of think I might pick up the Harley because I don't have like a classic Harley that fits in with my DC Direct. Yeah, but I don't know figures. if she will because she'll be seven inches tall. Yeah, but the DC Direct ones are six to seven inches. They're uh, all okay. that. Those ones are a lot bigger. So wait till so, you see it. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, ooh, and then our other uh, somebody really is really listening to us. The I guess it's official. I think officially unofficial. Jazzwares has made a apparently made a deal with Hasbro to produce GI Joe stuff. Yes, um, they've apparently on there's a, a German toy fair at the end of this month. Uh, New York toy fair is next month. Yeah, uh, and they're officially they're officially on their their list of uh, attendees, and it says that they are going to be there showing GI Joe product. Now, Jazzwares mainly makes, uh, or their big thing right now is Fortnite. Yes, Fortnite, six-inch Fortnite figures. Yes, which has led some people to believe that they might not be making G.I. Joe figures, but they may be making the accessories to them, because apparently they've done that why, why for... make why make accessories to figures that don't exist? It's so, Yeah, exactly. So that if that's happening, that means but or Hasbro might be unveiling a six-inch GI Joe line in the near future. Yeah. Like so right be, now, Jazzwares can just claim like it's cool-looking stuff like that you can put like the Fortnite guys in and stuff like that. Like it's one of those things that like I wouldn't be surprised because we've talked about those Fortnite figures. You're a couple paint steps away from making them into some of them into Joes. Yeah. There's one guy who's Firefly. Like I'm kind of surprised off of the all the, with all the tie-ins that there hasn't been like I guess it's probably because there's no there's nothing driving it, but like a GI Joe, Joe Fortnite like GI Joe character showing up in Fortnite. That's kind of what I wonder. Like we might see next if that's the case. Yeah, and it's you know it's interesting. We will we will see. We will see. And we will hear the the cries of Ed all the way from Oro when that gets announced. Yeah, it, won't be, it won't be him he crying. Can finally it'll buy be, Joe's it'll his, again. It'll be his wallet crying. Well. Uh oh, so here's an interesting one I found. So Warner Brothers has signed a deal with uh with this uh, I forget Oh, the is this the AI thing? Way to kill the story, Brian. <laughs> oh, yes, it's the AI thing. Apparently they signed a contract deal with some uh, this computer company. They've to use their AI operated uh, operating system, or AI operated system management system. Yeah, it was a really comp- stupid way they worded it to uh, help direct the decision making process during uh, when they're looking to green light new new movies and stuff. So it'll be computers deciding what we're gonna see, or at least this one computer. Don't computers already decide what we want to see? No. They just show us ads for stuff. But this one's going to actually be making deciding what movies we get to see oh. or TV shows. I was not just like the recommended things in <laughs> Netflix and Disney+. Plus. Oh, no. This one's going to be deciding what gets made. Oh. The best joke I saw from it is the, the guy who runs the Twitter account of I made a bot watch thousand hours yeah. of this went, I'm available <laughs> to like <laughs> the news story. <laughs> Meh, who needs thinking? Nope. Yeah. And uh, this is the last little bit of news that I saw today. Apparently, um, Star Trek Discovery, uh, who we're waiting for season three to come out, uh-huh. has already been signed on for a season four. Yay! 
That's good. That's yep. good news. It is. Yep. We, we I mean, it, they've two, probably right? almost finished. Uh, that's the season with Captain Pike. Yeah, we've yeah. seen and the season Red one Angel. and two. Yes. We, we're going to have I didn't to figure know if out we were caught three. up or behind. <laughs> no, that one we've seen. Did we see that in 2019? Because if, if yes. we did, I put yes. it on my list. It was on 2019. Yeah, ah, it was on in 2019. That's one, one for the, my list. That's one of the shows that I figured would show up in everybody's list. Yeah. I don't remember what shows I watched. Uh, I've got some late yeah, breaking you got, news. You got some new other new oh. stuff late I didn't put on Late breaking news uh, that just got posted to the internet like since you arrived here. Oh, The director of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness has yep. parted ways with Marvel. Uh-oh. Oh, that's not a good. Sign. Not good. <laughs> uh, um, well, he's parted ways from directing. He's still going to stay on as a producer on the film, but yeah, but that doesn't um, mean he even it, has to Marvel show up. said in a statement to Variety, Marvel Studios and Scott Derrickson have amicably parted ways on Doctor yeah, Strange sure and the have. Multiverse of Madness due to creative differences. Oh. We remain grateful to Scott for his contributions to the MCU. Derrickson confirmed the news in a tweet saying that he is thankful for the collaboration with the studio. In his tweet, he said, Marvel and I have mutually agreed to part ways on Doctor Strange <laughs> in the Multiverse of Madness due to creative differences. I am thankful for our collaboration. We with mutually agreed that I'm still getting paid. Producer. Yeah. But he also is the the one who tweeted last month that mandated studio release dates are the enemy of art. <laughs> so, uh, and that movie's supposed to come out in early 2021. Yeah, the reason why this is like kind of a like a bad thing because Wanda WandaVision is supposed to tie into this. And they've moved up they Wanda that up. Yep. I don't I wonder if they moved that up knowing this was coming so there's some space between it and when they have to find a director for Doctor Strange and they can work or it out in time. Or they moved it up and then that's what decided to he you know he to put more pressure on him and he decided no, I can't Get it done that quick. Yeah, yeah maybe. They, the release date for it is, as it stands right now, is May 7th, 2021. So it's doable, but it'll be tight. Mm. Um, I also have some amusement park news, uh, as I want to do. This one is kind of neat, as it involves a Canadian amusement park. The Galaxyland theme park at West Edmonton Mall oh, okay. has signed a deal with Hasbro, and all of their rides, attractions, and food vending locations will be rethemed to Hasbro properties. Oh. Um, so more than 25 rides, games, and attractions will be redesigned with familiar Hasbro brands, including My Little Pony. Imagine a My Little Pony carousel. Like That'd be very cute. That would be so much Monopoly, fun. G.I. Joe, Nerf, Play-Doh, Battleship, and Operation. So... Uh, it will actually it will be, it will be no called Transformers Galaxy Land powered by Hasbro. I'm wondering if Transformers because of the movie licensing is not part of the deal. That could, that could be it because. Uh, but could you imagine a mousetrap yeah. ride? That could be fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you know that's kind of neat. It's not a huge park. It's but uh, it. It's going to be go from a park that had no theming to a park. That I really has, should have my cousin Josh on one of these days to, to talk some stuff theming. about this. Um, this is just firmly, firmly in the rumor mill at the moment. But um, Theme Park University, which is a pretty good website when it comes to behind the scenes theme park stories, wrote a blog post this week saying that Universal is quietly working behind the scenes to turn their Toon Lagoon part of Islands of Adventure into The Hobbit. Hmm. And Do the, they have rights to The Hobbit? 
We don't know. Uh, we know that Universal had looked into the Lord of the Rings as yeah. a as a, um, a property for their parks. I know Warner Brothers has for their park, like because Warner Brothers has interest in parks outside of North America. Right. Uh, the rumor is that this won't tie into the Peter Jackson movies, but the new Amazon Television series. Huh. Um, the, uh, the Lord, the new, which is a prequel series. Yeah. Apparently, it's one. Of, I and I can also see it being well did you say the hobbit or lord of the rings well it's the lord of the those rings are, yeah those are two separate it's the, properties it's middle earth is yeah, more what and it is ho- the, it was one of those things if it was the hobbit weirdly i'd believe that more in some ways because just the rights issues that have come up with that over the years have been so mm-hmm. complicated and stupid yeah i could see universal sneaking in well, there with that when nobody else has you've it. been to islands of adventure yeah so the rumor is that they would tear down the um Dudley Do Right log flume ride, ride and expand the Popeye River Raft ride and turn it into the um barrel yeah. escape. We didn't go on those, we walked yeah, by they're, it. They're, well, they're wet for and kids. Co- for no, they're no. not really. Those oh. are those I are assume they were pretty for big kids. Th- thrill rides. But um And but, that whole like there's a whole like restaurant village that goes with it too. That yeah, like, but, but Popeye and uh, Dudley Do Right are properties that people don't really care about anymore. Yeah, well, that was the thing is like I thought it was really cool with the, some of their signage and stuff, but looking at it, I'm like, the kids don't know who Hagar yeah. the Horrible oh, is. Marmaduke. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think that was a oh shit, we need to put something in here and look, yeah. grab the rights to. Oh, how about King Features, Features. Syndicate? <laughs> how about things from the. Yeah, so, um, but the neat thing, if you look at that park, all the lands, uh, with one tiny exception that's fairly new, every land is based on a literary property, not Mm. a movie property. Marvel Comics. Mm Mm-hmm. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Doctor I Zeus. would argue, though, the Harry Potter one's based on the movie, it is. not it's, on Yeah, the but Rowling has all the rights yeah. to veto things. So, yeah. And uh, they were books first. Yeah. And no, uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. But then there's Men in Black and The Simpsons. That's in the other park. Oh. I'm talking about islands. Every I can't island. remember which is in yeah. which park. And every, and if we Dr. Wanna... Zeus, which one, which one is, is that islands. In? Islands. And if we want to get technical, books. Men in yeah. Black was a comic book first. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the it only ran thing, for two the issues. only thing they've built at Islands that doesn't, that can't be squeezed into the literature category is King Kong. Mm. But uh, anyway, uh, last bit of news. Um, remember how when Galaxy's Edge was announced, they said there were going to be free roaming droids and all that kind of stuff, yeah, and, and that then they did not like, appear. Well. Disneyland was quietly testing a free-roaming R2-D2 during the busy holiday period. If you were lucky enough to be there at the exact right time, you may have seen R2-D2 rolling around in Galaxy's Edge. Oh, cool. So um, hopefully it was a successful test and we will end up seeing more droids uh, in the near future. And um, when it comes to that, 38 days until I leave for my trip. (laughs) And counting. (laughs) As As you should. Yeah. So, which brings us to the bulk of this episode, and what's going to take the longest, our favorite things of the year. Yay. So, for new listeners who may not have heard this before, um, what we do is we go through a couple different categories. Some of us go on some of them. All of us go on certain ones. It just kind of depends what we were into and what we were doing this year. And we go with uh, favorites as opposed to 
uh, or best uh, instead of best fives, best. or it's just our favorites because no. they might yeah. not be your favorites. Yeah, but they were ours. And you know, we don't get to see everything. We don't have the budget to do that or the time or the time. So if somebody wants to make this our full time jobs, we could probably work in a bunch more movies. Um, the the other thing is is like we're kind of freeform a little bit because I was talking to Ryan and for our toy category, uh, Ryan and I kind of went different ways of interpreting mm. it. So it's a so, but the the movies one seems to be the consistent one. So uh, we will do, and we're limiting the the movies to five favorites. Okay, and in you can also throw in. Some special dispensation ones, if you want. I but, have one special dispensation. Uh, we will start with Jen. I have a tie for fifth place. That's fine. So you I don't have... even have to number them if you don't want. Oh, okay. I like. I know what my number one is, but deciding everything after that was pretty hard this year. Why <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> are you laughing at me? So yeah, my uh, top five movies or top favorite movies for 2019. Number one was Avengers Endgame. That's on my list. Yeah. Yes. Um, number two was Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Number three was Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Number four was Frozen 2, which we technically saw in 2020, but it came it's out in 2019. So, yeah. yeah. We're, we're also fast and loose with those rules, folks. Yeah. And then uh, five was both Detective Pikachu and How to Train Your Dragon 3. <laughs> they came in for a tie. Yeah, because I couldn't decide which one I liked. I, I can't really argue with that list. Now, uh, how to Train Your Dragon, maybe, but Detective Pikachu was so good, one, two, three, better four. than it had any right being. Yeah. So I saw thirteen movies this year because I wrote it all down. So, um, yeah, I mean, other ones that I had on here that I really, I mean, I liked all of them because I went see them, but they didn't make my list. So. Yeah, what did you guys put? They make them up in other people's Yeah, exactly. Lists. I was like, oh, I could read all the movies I've seen this year, but that's not what this podcast episode so is was about. So it, was it an easy one for you to put Endgame at number one, or was there a little bit of a fight well, for it? Basically, well, basically, when I, when, I when I make my list, I think to myself, okay, if all of these movies are laying in front of me and I can only watch one, which one would I pick first? Mm-hmm. That's a good way to do it. And I would pick Avengers because I really really liked it I mean I think we went and saw it twice I can't remember no yeah. we did for sure uh, and then I go okay well which would be the next one which would be the next one and that's yeah. how I decide which one's uh, on my list the same thing for my top books too um, that's why P- Detective Pikachu and How to Train Your Dragon 3 I mean we saw How to Train Your Dragon 3 in like February yeah uh-huh. so I don't really remember it all that well but I remember going absolutely nuts over the baby dragons. Yes. So that must mean that I enjoyed you it. Still go you, nuts over them. You They're also so bought cute. all the Funkos for them. I did. They're called the Night Lights because it's the light dragon and the night nice. dragon. Nice. They're so cute. Okay. All right. You want to go next, Ryan? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I didn't even actually. That was of all my lists. That was the one I didn't get a chance to really do anything with oh okay because i got well i got busy doing stuff then other stuff came up and then you know i've been tired this week so <laughs> um so of course end games on my list um i have seen knives out and i it did make my top five list. that's the one that i still haven't seen yet that i like i have a feeling oh, would had shoot. i seen it it's on my list too we i can, made him go see frozen two instead um wife's prerogative <laughs> See, my thing, like, especially with thinking, okay, Endgame, is I've tried to think of all the movies we saw that came out and ones that I've purchased or downloaded or whatever, and which one have I watched multiple times? Yeah. 
So automatically, that was Endgame was the one I've watched the most of all the stuff mm-hmm. we've gotten this year. Because uh, there's been a few of them that I've surprised. I was, I've even surprised myself that you know, I've had a copy of it or you know I bought it or whatever, and I haven't sat down and rewatched them mm-hmm. as much as I enjoyed them. Like, you know, yeah, Spider Man's on my. Like, I, I agree with you for Spider Man Home. Loved it. Mm-hmm. It'll be. It, you know, if I actually put more time into my list, it's on my list. It's on somewhere. Uh, Star Wars for sure. I saw it twice in theaters, mm-hmm. so it's on my list. But you know, like, yeah, I was looking forward to Godzilla. I was looking oh, forward I to Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got copies of both. I have, uh, even though they I have it at home, I haven't. I just haven't bond, gotten around to watching them I, again. I really liked Hellboy. I just yeah. it didn't wasn't in, in the top five. Yeah, same with Godzilla. I enjoyed it Godzilla. It was a Godzilla movie. It was what I wanted out of Godzilla. Yeah. I just I don't know if it was one of my five favorites, but then I can't read now. I probably can't really tell you what all the other Ryan, ones because, yeah. I just Ryan didn't. and I were talking the other day about Hellboy, how it's weirdly kind of like the Punisher movies. Like, neither of the two Punisher movies are bad. They're just, they're, there seems to be sort of a missing ingredient in mm-hmm. there. And, I, like, you can't even really point out what it is in some cases. I mean, I know, I know, I can't remember the name of the actor. Anyway. In I, which movie? In Hellboy. The new one? Yeah. Uh, David Harbour. Yeah. I, I mean, he's not Ron Perlman, who is because we saw three, two, 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 two movies with him as Hellboy. But I think he did a fantastic job. Oh, he yeah. He was an excellent Hellboy. He had mm. the attitude down, and he had the delivery really well. And uh, I was, you know, kind of like when we watched, well, wait, did we watch The Tick this year? Or was that last year? Season two? Yeah. We, it might have been this year. Oh, maybe that'll be on my list, too. I'm trying. I'm slowly remembering stuff. Like, okay, so like when we watched the Tick, it was uh, from the old live action Tick. Yeah, Patrick Warburton. Yeah, which was the he Who was is, the best part of that original yeah. show. And then, the, so then the new Tick on Amazon, it took a couple of episodes to get used to him, but he ended up being a fantastic Tick. Too. Yeah, and unfortunately, that show. I know. Still so I know. Uh, and then also, I haven't right. seen the Joker. So I don't know if yeah, it would, if it like, would make it to my list or not. That's why we say this but, is our favorites, yeah, right? Exactly. Things like, that we saw. But yeah, no, I... Endgame I started, was the clear winner. Oh, it was the clear winner for sure. Yeah, no. Go ahead, Kev. Okay, so um, I saw 13 movies in cinemas this year, according to my statistics. Um, and with the exception of Endgame, which I will put as my number one movie, it's the only movie I saw more than once mm-hmm. in theaters this year. Uh, the rest of my list in no particular order, um, is Yesterday. I Ooh. did see that one, but I didn't see yep. it in theaters. Uh, I loved that movie. It I thought was that was very a, That was a fun movie, yes. Yeah. Very, very movie. good. Uh, another movie that was just really great fun, uh, Shazam. Yep. I always forget yeah. that that came out this year, yeah, though. Yeah, again, enjoyed it, but not enough to crack my top five. Um, <laughs> one that just made me happy to watch was Downton Abbey. Um <laughs> I kind of still want to see that. Yeah, that's why it's your favorite. I loved list. the TV. Yeah. Sh- I loved the TV show, and the movie just was like, oh, it's just nice to be with these people again. Yeah. Um, uh, and then my number, not my number five, but my the fifth on my list is Knives Out, uh, which was just a balls to the wall fun murder mystery, um, and sounds very likely that we're getting another one with the Daniel Craig character. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, I do want to add one honorable mention, which is a movie I did not see in theaters but watched online, and that is What We Left Behind, the Deep Space Nine documentary. Oh, okay. I thought it was really well put together. I like the whole conceit of the writer's room getting together to create the first episode of a season eight of the show. That was sort of the whole 
tie in together. And it was really nice again to spend time with those people, which were characters that I really liked and yeah. actors mm. that I really liked too. It was nice to hear some stories about why certain changes happened and why things went the way they did. Um, but uh, you know, when you when you see the star various Star Trek casts, the next gen cast seems like almost family, right? They're so close. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the Deep Space Nine cast seemed like actors who liked and respected each other, but it was a work, it was a job, and they. <laughs> and then you get the Voyager, where it was where people, job for people, some of them yeah, and a couple of them made friends. <laughs> so yeah, so my my top five movies of the year were then End Endgame, Shazam, Downton Abbey. Knives Out and Yesterday. My my ten list was hard to win. Wait, wait, down. Like ten. 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 Oh. <laughs> no, like sorry, five so, list. I started at I started at all the movies. You guys it get down five. To, I'm doing ten. Knocked it down to ten. <laughs> knocked it down to five. And getting to five was hard. But how um, many movies did you see in theaters last year? Um, I saw a couple more than Jen. So about because I wasn't 14. here. No, you saw more than that. I don't, I don't know about so. that. I only saw thirteen or fourteen, and there's some that I didn't like see. It, and that you guys yeah. saw. Oh, maybe more because we also saw we saw Godzilla. We did see Rambo, which neither one made my list, but I did enjoy. Um, so uh, my special. Uh, what are you looking at? The list of <laughs> I was just trying to. I was looking at his list just oh, to try to think okay. of movies that I saw that I didn't talk about. Oh, yeah. okay. Just, if just, we have time at the end of the podcast, we can do that. So my uh, my honorable mention previous episodes is Detective Pikachu because that, as I said when Jen was saying it, that movie was way better than it had any right being. Yeah. It it is like the. Deadpool f movie for kids it's is the best adorable. way of explaining it. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I still want to get it on Blu-ray. I just haven't yet. Um, so I guess uh, I didn't put hard and fast numbers, but it, somewhere around there, um, this kind of hurts to say uh, in some ways, but I, I feel that it sort of fits there, is... Uh, Number five would be Spider-Man Far From Home. Really enjoyed it. At least you made your Really list. liked it. Um, but at the same time, it was like, compared to everything else, was like, ah, it, it was hard for the top five. Um, <laughs> number four, Stuber. <laughs> Stuber. That Stuber. was a good movie. Batista good movie. and yep. Kamel Nimjami. Um, as listeners of our previous favorite episodes yeah. know, I tend to give uh, extra points for originality, like in terms of not based on a book or a comic or a reboot or a sequel to something, and Stuber was none of those things. And I just remember after we watched it, you coming out of that, you really liked that movie. It was yeah. genuinely funny and it enjoyable. It was a buddy cop movie. That I really liked, and I'm sort of sad that more people didn't see it. It was. It's also one of those things that, like, like what you guys were saying, is what movies have I talked about after seeing them in mm -hmm. theaters? And Stuber is one of those ones that I brought up a lot, um, probably to the annoyance of some of our listeners. Uh, so that brings not us not as much as Baby Driver to uh, <laughs> number three, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the movie. It's got some issues um, that I, I'm sort of starting to get to the point where, like, I don't care about them. Yeah, it's Star Wars. Uh, it's Who Star Wars. Um, but it really fun, yep. I guess, is the best way I could explain it. Yeah. Uh, the one that I have that's on nobody else's list because I'm the only one who saw it here 
Industrial Accident, the uh, the documentary on Wax Tracks Records. I, mm. but I, it may have unfairly gotten to the number two point because it was also combined with a concert with Ministry when I saw it on a big screen. <laughs> so, and, the experience does help. Yeah, yep. and but as a documentary goes, it's really good take at like the eighties, nineties era of especially industrial music and kind of the alternative nation at a whole. You get like a little snapshot of the Chicago corner of it. It's And it, it was made like basically out by a daughter who loved her dad and wanted to get her story oh, out wow. there at the end of it, right? So, And number one, to no one's surprise... Godzilla. Endgame. Endgame. Oh. <laughs> um, Rainbow, last blood. The, the easiest way to put this one at Downton Abbey at the my number one list is this was the movie that made me cry in theaters mm-hmm. like more than once, mm-hmm. both yep. out of tears of joy and just like emotion. It was so well done. It was so well put together. It was the ultimate payoff to multiple five years. years of movie. No, more, it's gotta be more, more than. <laughs> no, not quite that. Yet. If you're talking um, about like the 20. last the, the last trilogy, it's only been four years. Yeah, but last trilogy, what are you talking about? The the, the you said Endgame. Endgame. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about Star Wars. No, my I got hit the box today. I know. I'm like, you Multiple. guys may be suffering minor concussions. <laughs> wasn't it uh, ten years of Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe? Yeah. So ten, ten, years. ten years, like, and just the sheer cinematic. Yeah, yeah, like. Say what you will about those movies and what they have or have not done to the Hollywood and cinema, moments. but it, like pulling that off is amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you guys haven't heard it. Our listeners probably have. Um, I did an interview with Jimmy Palmiotti the other day because oh. he's got a new Kickstarter. Um, yeah, so we were talking about movies and stuff because. Uh, <laughs> It, a movie based on a comic of his was filmed at that motel at four at, up at the four hundred. Oh, yeah. But anyways, um, we were talking about how like there's that quote that's floating around out there that of like it's it's amazing that even the bad movies get made mm-hmm. like because the yeah. amount of stuff that goes into them, yeah. which apparently is a Spielberg quote, which makes that quote seem all the more like. Like if Spielberg's saying that, that that's like yeah. there's some gospel in that, and you know just pulling off all those Marvel movies, even with certain issues here and there, it's quite an achievement. And to have that payoff of Endgame, yeah. like if they never made another Marvel movie again after that, I'd be okay. Yep. Like it, I pretty much I got everything I wanted, especially out of Endgame. Yeah. So. There we go. I got one more little thing that I, I should have brought up when we were talking about my movies, uh, and that is um, a short film called Bent, uh, which I was in and I got to see on a big screen uh, at the 48-hour film festival. Yeah. So um, I don't know where it will ever appear, but if it does, um, mm. I'm in this little film called Bent, which is kind of fun. So I made my big screen debut this year, which is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> So we will go now into the world of television and streaming television, so episodic shows. Uh, This is going to be primarily the Kevin and Ryan show in this dimension, with Jen and I chiming in here and there. Uh, which one of you wants to go first? Do you want to go back and forth? How many you got? I I, Uh, I narrowed it to ten. Yeah, my list is not as long as yours. uh, I watch a lot of television. So do I. 
I've got eight. On, I, I, put, I put down eight favorites. These are my, okay. I watched them. I anticipated them. Or it's like it, when they come out each week, they're like the first thing I watch after I, you know, DVR them or download them or mm. whatever. I've got four. And we've got three in common. So I'm not All surprised. Right. Yeah. I'm going to say this one, that one, and maybe that one. Are yeah, the three those common. are the three we have in common. Yeah. So it um, anticipated this year, the return of Young Justice. We got Young yeah. Justice yeah. season three. Haven't watched it yet. It's oh, you're good. missing out. It's yeah, good. Uh, it's got some great moments. Uh, it's I just as the, a DC cartoon goes, the versions I've said it before, the versions of all the DC characters we get in that series are like the best of for all the characters. Mm. You get the best traits and you get the best portrayals. I just I really liked that series, and when it came back, I was excited, and it actually came back, and we got to watch it on Teletoon. Yeah. Um, it did jump around a little bit, and it took me a little bit to be able to find the finale, but it happened. I was able to do it through, like, On Demand or something, but... Are we getting another season of it? Yes. Okay. The one sort of drawback, I think, of that show this year was that... If you had favorite characters from past seasons, you're probably not going to see as much of them as you like because there were a lot of new characters that they were focusing uh, on. Yeah. Uh, but uh, having said that, it was still a really great story with some really interesting characters and some nice, some nice updates on characters from like the '80s. Hmm. All right. So, Young Justice from Ryan was that also on your list? That was also on my list. Yes. Go ahead, you pick another one. We'll just do the back and forth. Okay, well, then my uh, first one is got to be Star Trek Discovery. Uh, as much as I love season one, season two came back with a vengeance. Oh, it was so it was us, good. Brought us a new classic Star Trek trilogy in in Spock, um, Spock, Pike, and number one. And mm. um, it was a great story. We got, we got um, advancements of a lot of the characters, too. The Hugh and... Um, uh, the Hugh and Paul um, storyline oh, came story back together and um, we got some nice Saru moments and uh, we got to see Giorgio kick some ass and it was just fun to watch and it felt like classic Star Trek mm-hmm. oh, yeah. storytelling too and it left us in an exciting place for season three. Yeah. Very much so. That one is also on my list. That would also be on my list. And my list. So there we go. Uh, so another one uh, I know it's on Kevin's list. Uh, we got season four of The Expanse. Yes, which is if you if you like sci-fi, it is good sci-fi. Now, it's not out of this world sci-fi. It's realistic sci-fi. I will give the caveat that I've only watched the first three episodes of season four because yep. I don't love a binge. And, oh, I binged. Uh, yeah, and they <laughs> all the, was it ten episodes dropped on the same day. Yeah. Uh, on and I was Friday. done by Sunday morning. <laughs> for, for our listeners at home, Ryan had the day off that it came out. I, not on purpose. Kind of on purpose. Kind of, well, <laughs> I had to use a day, day off, off. And, well, it just happened to and, have the day off. So I just uh, happened to take he, that Friday. He wasn't sure if he was going to be able to find it. But he knew that Jen and I had Amazon Prime. So and we weren't against it, but he was talking about coming over to our house to watch it while we were gone. Semi seriously, I think. Like you were definitely considering it if you couldn't have found it. Oh yeah. 
basically my role was bring your own snacks. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, uh, yes. And wear pants. Yeah. It is oh. such a great show and it it rewards close viewing. Uh, things get set up month, weeks, months before they mm. the episodes off. in advance. Uh, uh, the character development, you, know, you really start to anticipate what characters are going to do in certain situations and you're like, oh, I can't wait for him to do this to this guy and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my favorite character is Bobby. Bobby Draper. Bobby's great. The Martian Space Marine. Amos is Amos. Amos. Amos and is, I love Christian. She's now. Oh the yeah. President. Uh, that's a politician. Uh, it's um. She's the well. She's the president of Earth, pretty much. Yeah, Shora Agdashlu is yeah, and she's a foul-mouthed grandma. You've seen her in the all kinds of stuff. Um, the last thing you might have seen her in was. Was um, she in the first season? Yeah. Yeah, she's she was in she's the she does the a voice woman. she did a voice in Destiny. In the video game, she's in um, Star Trek Beyond. She was the yeah. She was the the head of the space station that they ended up going yes. to. At the yeah, end. The, she she's a she's character been, actor. Yeah. Up she's until fantastic. This point. She's been in a, she was in a season of Twenty Four. Yeah. yeah, I find if I see her show up in something, it's usually pretty decent. Then it's like either this is going to be good, or at the very least, she's going to act the hell out of it. Yeah. Okay, um, Kevin. Uh, let's talk a little comedy, and uh, the best one of the year is The Good Place. Uh, yeah, I, we're we're a season behind, but yeah. I'm looking what forward. What season is the newest Netflix season? Still? Yes. Oh, so seasons uh, one to three are on Netflix. Uh, we so are up, two seasons. We're up to it. season four. Uh, it returns tonight from its hiatus, oh, so okay. I will be going home and watching The Good Place before I go to bed We've tonight. We've seen seasons one and two, right? Yes, we started season three, and then you got your job in... It is... Yeah, then I had to move away. Yeah, which threw off our television once a lot. It's a... It's, it's a show with heart. It's a show with with mind. It's a show with spirituality, and it is genuinely oh, hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. Uh, it is an acting masterclass from Ted Danson, and <laughs> Kristen Bell is fantastic on that show. And I'm, oh, you haven't seen the episode yet, so I yeah, really, yeah, no spoilers. Well, uh, let's just say that there was an episode in season three that Darcy Carden, who plays Janet, should have won an Emmy for, and she was. I love Janet. I honestly was, think she's mm, my favorite character. Uh, but season four <laughs> has been great. And I can't wait to see how it ends. It ends this month. The show will hmm. come to its conclusion. Well, good and bad because well, the fact the t- that they're it's a show that's set up that it will have a conclusion. Yeah. But yeah, at the same time, you don't no. But at the same time, you don't want it to end. Mm. Okay. Well, we got to watch that. Yeah, Lion. I just recently started watching season three of that. So. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna go away from my streaming online stuff. I'll pick a, a regular TV show that I. One. So one of these one it's one of those ones where it's on, I I miss it, and so the next day I watch it. Uh The Rookie. With oh, Nathan Fillion. The, Fillion one. the uh, I, I'm a sucker for, for good, fun police procedural type shows. I'm a sucker for Nathan Fillion. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and that this one's good. Like, they're on their second season now. Uh the first season was solid. It ended really well with like, a nice little cliffhanger. Um, there's some good action episodes. Some you know, where they really start to develop, you know, the relationships between all the different characters. And uh, but yeah, no, I I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. And so yeah, it's made my favorites list. Go, awesome. Uh, I've got another comedy on my list. Um, and it's a show I learned about from a podcast. It's a comedy called The Other Two. 
Uh, it was a Comedy Central pot, uh, sitcom. I've heard the title. Uh, the premise of the show <laughs> is that uh, the a brother and sister in their 20s live in New York and are struggling to get by when overnight their 13-year-old younger brother becomes a YouTube sensation. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of it. And, uh, you it. Okay, and gotcha. uh, they end up working for their brother. Uh. And... It's written in such a way it's got a lot of heart. Molly Shannon plays their mother. Mm. And uh, it's got a lot of heart. It's very funny. It sends up current um, celebrity culture. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just a fun, classic sitcom uh, that, uh, that didn't get a lot of publicity. It was ten episodes back in the early spring. Yeah. So if you missed it, you probably. But I caught up with it on – it was on Comedy Network up here, so mm. – uh, yeah, the other two. Cool. Ryan? Uh, I'll stick with comedies. Uh, Letterkenny. Mm. Yeah. Letterkenny is so good. We usually get about two seasons a year. You know, six episodes each. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen the latest that just came out on Christmas Day. No, me neither. But I have seen most of the one from before that, which I guess came out, like I think, around last, either in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it, it's 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 classic Letterkenny. It's it's funny. Uh, you get, the, the characters are great. It's like if you haven't watched Letterkenny, you need to watch Letterkenny. So when I've been telling Americans, yep, that like part of the reason I respond to it very well is because I know these people. Oh, I right. went to high school with most oh, of them. Yeah. The main character is very much like one of my one of my like good high school friends. Not so much. Uh, the main character is very much like one of our current friends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to a certain extent. To a certain extent. But no, I mean like how uh, he moves is a lot like oh, this friend. Yeah. Like, okay. just, like how he speaks. It's really, really close to the point where I've mentioned it to other mutual friends. And they're like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I need to watch this show. But it's catching on in the States. It is. But very much like how Trailer Park, Park Boys yeah, did. In I some hear ways. a lot of uh, American podcasts. Uh, Make references and talking Kenny. about it. Yeah. Uh, I listen to quite a few TV podcasts. And uh, and Letterkenny comes up quite a bit. It's Our, on Hulu, which yeah. means I think in many ways that makes it more accessible, accessible in America than it is than here. It is here yeah. Because I don't know that many people who have Crave. Yeah. And a, uh, our friend uh, Jay Fosgett uh, has made a couple references to it, and I've I put it in his head, uh, and I hope he does it that because he sketches all the time. Yeah, and sometimes he sells them, and sometimes he's not. And I don't have money to do the commission, but I want to see him sketch uh, uh, Wayne versus uh, Popeye in a fight, <laughs> or Bluto. I would also take Bluto. <laughs> Because Foskett's a big Popeye fan, so it'd be funny just to see uh, Wayne and D- Wayne and Derry and uh, what's the, other guy, the the big guy's name again? Um, uh, oh, um, shit! You know that it's, guy? It's yeah, escaping. Me. I, Who does the sorry. stuff on the show? The three of them and like with their fruit stand, their 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 you know their uh, produce stand. Yeah, in the background of like a body troll panel or something. I wouldn't be surprised in some ways if it <laughs> pops up, but yeah, I can't argue with that choice. Nope, because it's good. Uh, uh, another thing that's good are omens. 
Good Omens. Oh, yeah, I guess I it's technically that. a TV show. That was a lovely show of quite faithful um, adaptation. adaptation with a fantastic cast. It was very funny and quite thrilling, and I loved it. Yeah, it was um, fantastic. Oh, David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Oh, I would watch so them read good. the phone book. They were so good. Yeah. Um, I'd like to rewatch that. That last show. episode with the switcheroos and the oh, <laughs> pulling one over on Oh, it was heaven. so good. Just great. It's good enough that I'd be tempted to buy the DVD set of it to see all the extras and mm. stuff like that, because mm-hmm. And the, and the kid who played the Antichrist, I thought he was mm, fantastic. No. And the dog, just and the and the the it just felt so British yeah. and so right. Yeah, and that so title well sequence, yes, oh, yeah. yeah, was fantastic. Except the, for the one episode where uh, wait, it doesn't come in for like five half ten a, minutes. It like no, it was a half an hour. Yeah. Oh, and we because like, we pretty much binged the show and we were like, is this the same episode we just? I, this is a long episode. And then the title said, oh, it's a new one. <laughs> it was like 30 minutes of setup and the mm. history of the relationship yeah. between Aziraphale oh, so and Crowley. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Good Omens is good TV. Okay, now my list is revising. Mm. I don't know now if, what, what my yeah. top show <laughs> is so, anymore. Ryan? So here's my other binge, all, you know, the show that I, I couldn't wait to binge when it was coming out because we got one this year. We got Stranger Things season three this year. That mm-hmm. came out this past July, and once again, I binged that over the weekend. We're getting one more season by the sounds. At of it. least one more season. Probably might be the last one. We never know. I think those kids are aging to the point where they kind of have to put it yeah, away for a while. Yeah, but isn't the show aging with them? Yeah, yeah. L- not at the speed that they're filming. Unfortunately, oh, wow. yeah. yeah, but they could. We don't know what the time, what kind of time jumps they're gonna do. True. But uh, yeah, so Stranger Things, you know, they introduced the Russians and underground bases in the town, and yeah, it's it's still it's it's fun. It's good. Mm. It's not as scary as the first season was anymore. Yeah. But uh, also, the first season, the first season, you didn't know what was going to go, yeah. was going yeah. on, and they didn't know how big a thing it was going to be. Yeah. So. <coughs> Stranger I, Things. I look back at the, the Comic-Con cruise that I did where they had all those kids minus, what's the name, Finn Wolfhard, the one that's in Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters yep. And like... Did they have uh, the girl? They had... No. And her. She okay. was the other... But the other three boys and Barb. And they had basically booked them uh, sight unseen, thinking the show was going to be... like I think the show had just sort of hit... And was starting to get word of mouth, but it that was, was enough, one. It was enough that people knew who they were. Yeah, and they'd the, been out for a little while. No, well, by the time you guys said the cruise, they yeah. did. But when they booked them, would have yeah, been months ahead them, of time. Yeah. yeah, and even then, it was like the first season of Stranger Things was really kind of word of mouth. Yeah, like it did well. Like the the first week, it came and out, then it started and then, building, yeah. and then yeah. the second season, like just everybody went and Assumed saw that for sure. Once. My turn. Yep. yep. Uh, I'm going to stay with Netflix. Um, for a little animated show that's on Netflix that I only watch because the TV app that I use to keep track of what I watch kept saying, you should watch this. You should check this out. This is the show that we're recommending for you. And it's a Japanese show called Agretzuko. Oh, isn't that ah. great? I don't know if that's a 2019 show. It, I love that it show. It may not be. Uh, the, it reminds mm, me of Tracy. I'll allow it. Yeah, I, I watched it in 2019. And it, like, 15-minute episodes, you can watch them quick. Oh, yeah. It the, the, It's 
made by the Hello Kitty people. Yeah, it's fantastic. but it's not for children. No, <laughs> it's it's cute animals doing adult things, and by adult they don't mean dirty Sexual stuff. Thing. But they work in an office building, and yeah, yeah. Uh, it's karaoke's with, death metal. They have yes. to deal with crappy bosses and crappy coworkers. Yeah, Retsuko's like a red panda who sings death metal to get her anger out at karaoke. <laughs> and I love her two friends, the HR person and the uh, oh, she's a gorilla so and, and a swan. Uh, I do quite like um, a Gretzko. Uh, next. How many do you guys have left? I have ten on my list. Because I still, I now have, I have two left now. Because I just thought of another one. Okay. One because you brought up cartoons on Netflix. Mm. I forgot all about the Dragon Prince. Mm. Yeah, you really like that. I show. really like that show, I and we got the new season. Netflix, so yeah. the new, the last. I don't. I don't think it was the last season. It could. It could easily be the last season of the, the way that they uh, set it up. The way it finished. If we could finish. If we could be done, and be, I'd be happy. Uh, I'd be even happier if they do another season to continue the little few of the mm. threads that are left out there but uh yeah no if you enjoyed if you ever watched avatar the last airbender oh which i forgot to put in my news there's gonna be a live action one coming out well we'll see to netflix heard that story before like a not shitty movie version like an actual good version also yeah. heard that story before that's the original the original Until creators are working on it anyway, anyway uh the original the the, the well the, the a lot of people that were working on that did the dragon prince and some of the same voice actors and it's it's an enjoyable show you really do need to watch it i think i saw the first episode and i yeah i should watch the rest we tried it. one or two and couldn't get into it but I'm... you couldn't get into it i remember liking it oh okay. so i should watch it yes but speaking of netflix cartoons shira Oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not up to date in Shira, but yes, we're, so we're we've got a couple episodes left in <laughs> this season. I'm making off, it last. But... <laughs> it's like just, it's instead of watching the whole thing, I'm like, we'll just have a couple every once in a while because I, I want it to last. I am surprised at how much I like it. Really? It's yeah, phenomenal. it's very, very good. I, I need to watch it. You guys the, keep telling me how great it is. I need to sit the, down and watch it. The the twists on the thing is, is like I come. You and I especially come from the age of He-Man. Yeah. Like, the toys were on the shelves. Yeah. I remember buying them. I had a watch yeah, of them. Yeah, I, I think I was about 10 Going back as an adult, watching it, that original cartoon in the original oh, there's era. There's some stinkers in there. Oof. Oof. Because of limitations in certain things. Yeah. And they this were just toy commercials. is such a good reimagining of it, and it makes these characters three-dimensional. Mm. And well, you came from the age of... He meant. I came from the age of Shira. Yeah. I had all the toys. I watched that show religiously. I remember playing Shira she in the backyard of our house, mm-hmm. where you know you had to run around to the side of the house and do for the honor of Grayskull, and then you came back and you were Shira. But what was the cartoon like as an adult? Awful. Yeah. I have it. But for nostalgia Have purposes. you watched the He-Man and Shira Christmas special? I oh, love yeah. the He-Man and Shira Christmas so special. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, the I. Re- I don't want to be nice. <laughs> I want to be evil. <laughs> my favorite part. Skeletor is the best part of that entire oh, special. Yes, for sure. <laughs> but anyway, I bought the, the old Shira because I was like, oh, I loved it so much as a kid. I bet I would like it. And I watched a couple of episodes. And I was like, new. No. <laughs> this does not hold up. This no. does not hold up. Like the only thing that moves in the animation. Well, I mean, it was all hand drawn. So I don't blame them. Is like their mouths. Like yeah. the rest of it is static. And then when they move, it's almost like they took the cell and went. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, I, but I have always loved Shira. So the new Shira, when it first came out, I was so excited. But I think it was my geek pick before it even came out. Yeah, it was like the trailer for Shira was my geek pick. But I, I love all the character work that they've done because really, yeah. other than Shira, you can take any of the princesses from the original cartoon, swap their powers out, and they're the exact yeah, same exactly. character. They've done a really good job of making sure that every character in that show no matter how background they used to be to sell toys, has a personality, mm. has a bit of a backstory. It has had a story. Do, yeah. I just Period. wonder, does it have any parallels, I don't know if you've watched it, with the DC superhero girls? I haven't watched that, but I imagine it... I've I seen know. a couple episodes. My niece was really into that for a what while. What I would say is DC superhero girls is, is geared slightly younger, younger and yeah. more fun. Mm. Whereas this, the, like, don't get me wrong, there are some fun characters and stories in it but it has a has a little bit more of a serious tone to yeah it. and i mean it tackles some pretty big issues i mean mm. it also has um this season now that's airing has the first basically transgendered or gender fluid gender fluid that's the right term uh <sighs> character portrayed by a, a gender fluid person who oh, is yeah. doing the voice uh, there's before. definitely uh two of the princesses are definitely in a relationship and i love them Spinnerella and oh the one the net spoilers of course they no that's from the beginning you can tell they wear each other's chokers oh I never noticed to be honest um, and then there's that one episode yeah where, oh god it I I kind of remember some of it but yeah I don't want to spoil it <laughs> I so I like the pirate guy oh yeah then there's Seahawk the pirate Seahawk guy, they've made him a great character who's like obsessed with uh, Mermista and she doesn't care but uses him <laughs> which <laughs> I think is great and Bo as like Bo in the original cartoon was the manly man, right? And right. in this well, one, he didn't wear potential shirt. love interest. Yeah. Too. And in this one, he's like the cheerleader of the best friend squad, which is Aurora and Bo and Glimmer. He's the the sensitive one that holds them together. Uh, he's got two fathers, which is fantastic. That's not really a spoiler. Mm. Maybe a little bit. Um, sorry, Ryan. I've, I'm no, past that, that. Yeah, past that, that was okay. that was two seasons ago. So they a they do ago. a lot, and I mean, oh, the way they redid Swiftwind, mm. I love the Swiftwind in this one. He's such a little jerk, <laughs> but not like he's he's so vain, and, yeah. and but he also has this nice, sweet, sensitive side. And there's a there's like nods to the original cartoon too. Like uh, Hordak has that little impy guy. Yeah, creepy, creepy baby. <laughs> I part of me would not be surprised to find out that like when they're all done. That they hid the the rainbow haired guy in scenes all throughout yeah. it, like the original one. They just haven't made a big deal of it. Hordak is another great redesign. Yeah, they made, they made Hordak hot. And not only that, <laughs> like, damn, they introduced a reason why Hordak Prime is called Hordak Prime, which yeah. is like it, like and they, oh, that they makes gave, sense. They gave Hordak a reason for being on Ethereum because mm. in the other show it's just more like we need a bad guy who has robots that they can beat up. <laughs> it, it it it's such a good show. It makes me worried for the He Man. Okay, I'm gonna go home and watch a Shira episode. The the two He Man shows that they're. You need to watch on. more than one episode because, to get fault to get into it. Yeah. Cause like the oh, and the relationship between Catra and Aurora, and Catra yeah. and Scorpia. Oh, and Scorpia, I love Scorpia. Such a good show. Mm. Okay, I should so, stop for this whole episode. So back to Kevin. My next show is yeah. another sitcom. Uh, this one was on FX. It's What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, um, okay. I've seen a couple episodes. Good. So funny, especially the episode. I think it's about episode eight, where the vampire council gets together, and it's yeah. all the actors who've played played vampires. vampires. I think I saw and an Dave ad Batista. today 
announcing the next season. Yay! Like the release date, and it had because like, it was a picture. It was at the three of them hanging upside down. Mm. Like so know, like fun, bats. just fun. I love the energy vampire who's just who bores you to death and sucks your energy out as it drains <laughs> from you. I He's, know a couple of those. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. There, there's an episode where he meets his match in an um, in an emotion vampire, and she sucks your emotions out. By <laughs> yeah. it's, they they team up. It's very funny. Uh, do you have anything more, more on your list? Yep. I okay, got one more one more regular TV show. Uh, another Ooh. another police uh, pers- the police show uh, SWAT. The remake really? of SWAT is a okay. lot of fun. It's got some good characters, some good action, like good SWAT team police action. Uh, some really good episodes. Uh, it's another one of those shows that it ends up, you know, when I sit down for dinner the next day, it's like, oh, what am I going to watch? I got a whole bunch of things to catch up on. Oh, SWAT or hmm. The Rookie or, yeah. Uh, so. I've got one... I've got two things. One is a one thing and one is a collection of things. So let's start with the one thing. Uh, Watchmen. Uh, Yeah. I'm only on episode seven. I've got two more episodes to go. But it's so good. You can't take your eyes off it. It's so smart. It's so well written. Um, I don't know. I haven't been to it yet, but I hear that they created a Watchmenopedia, like a Wikipedia page. Yes. And that is like the supplemental material. That much was, like the comic book. Like the comics had those letters, pages, and uh, columns. The TV show has this Wikipedia page. Um, I'm hesitant to look at it because I haven't got to the end yet, and I'm afraid. Oh, I you're afraid see, that you'll go I might and... see something that I haven't seen. Okay, yet. fair enough. I just watched the episode where the big reveal about Angela's husband occurred. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the last thing I am going, I want to talk about is I will just call Disney Plus and uh, <laughs> just everything. Eh. Yeah. Oh, well, yes, because there's one show I guess four once again forgot to put on my list. Four things I can't believe you did not put the I Mandalorian. Just, that's what I'm saying. I'm like that yeah. was the we one thing until the end that we were all going to talk about. Yeah. So let's talk. We'll talk Mandalorian. Well, we did end. that a lot last yeah. episode. But. Um, so the other things I love on Disney Plus, I'm the Imagineering the drink out of your Story, fridge. Go for it. Uh, documentary show about the building of all the parks around the world. Uh, I hope they do another season. I hope they go more in depth on other attractions. I know there's another show coming with The Rock. That's yeah. He's, oh. yeah. There's another like documentary show where The Rock is the host, and it goes it goes in depth on individual attractions. That's coming, but I would love to see more of the engineering story, Imagineering story, mm. um, Encore, the reality show where they put high school musical cast yeah, you back were high together. On that when it started. I love it. It uh, it's uh, it's it's fun. It's emotional. It scratches my musical theater nerd itch, and uh, I think we've got one more episode as of this recording. The last episode was the cast of Pippin from 1984. Oh my goodness! From a performing arts high school in Kentucky, <laughs> and they are all still really talented. So uh, uh, I really love Encore. And the last thing I want to talk to talk about is Forky asks a question. <laughs> I have watched a couple of those. You brought that up a couple times. Oh <laughs> my gosh. If I am down in the dumps and I didn't need a laugh, I will just put on Forky Asks a Question. We watched the love one and it was adorable. The one with Carl uh, Carl Rhinoceros yeah. and uh, um, Mel Elephant Brooks. Yeah. And it took me a couple Cheryl minutes. Burnett. Yeah. yeah. It took me a couple minutes to figure out that it was Carl Reiner. And Bitey White. Bitey White. I yes. came in at the end. <laughs> yeah, that was good. The, the latest one, What is Cheese, is very <laughs> oh, funny. Oh, that's a good. 
because Forky just asks, what is cheese? And the toy that he goes to basically says, I'm so sick of your stupid questions. Here are all the questions you've asked. I hope I'm edit- able to edit that a little bit. So Otherwise, you just blew out people. everybody's eardrums. <laughs> well, that's basically what happens in the episode. And then Forky smiles and nods at the end. He's like, I just have one question. Yes, Forky, what is that? What is cheese? <laughs> ah, Forky asks a question. Uh, the one with the, what is a pet? Have you seen that one? I don't remember if oh, I saw that one. Oh, we, uh, we watched like the first two or three. Oh, we need to watch What is a Pet before I leave tonight. Okay. Uh, we'll see. Uh, short. It's very funny. So um, Forky asked a question. It's brilliant and five minutes long. Okay. What have we missed, guys? I have, I have oh, a show that's not going to be on anybody else's list. Go ahead. I watched uh, Carnival Row uh, on Amazon yeah, Prime. Yeah, I, be- I believe you brought, brought it up in one yeah, of the episodes. Yeah, I think I did. That was with Orlando Bloom. I thought you and... weren't happy with it. No, I, she rather liked I it. I liked it. Okay. It was interesting. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the best thing I've watched this year, but I still really enjoyed it. And I knew that none of you were going to put it on your list because none of you watched it. I haven't watched that yeah. yet. Yeah. With Orlando Bloom and, uh, what's her name? The, the girl from that thing. Oh. The war that stuff. Thank Cara, you, guys. Uh, Cara Delevingne. Yeah. Ha. Ah. <laughs> what else has she been in? That name sounds familiar. She was, she was in... the Enchantress in Suicide Squad. Ah. Yeah, yeah. And she was in The Valerian and The, the Valeri- Thousand Moons yeah. or whatever the hell that movie was. Not very good. Anyway, I quite enjoy that show. Um, mostly because of Orlando Bloom. But then it was ended up being kind of creepy and kind of neat at the same time. So, yeah, I've been looking forward to the next one. Okay. Um, yeah, the rest of the stuff on my list we already talked about. Okay. I'm done. Um, the <laughs> only things I have to add, because uh, I had completely forgotten about Controlments. About which? About Good Omens. Good Omens? Like, God, because I didn't think of it as a TV show, but yeah, oh. yeah, it is. Um, so uh, the the second season of Mindhunter came out this year. Mm-hmm. It, it was really solid. You, you kind of only can watch a couple episodes where you have to take a break, especially if you were like me and your wife wasn't home. And you were sleeping in the dark house all by yourself. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there's nobody there. But the cat because the serial killer might come and get you. Yep. <laughs> so, um, but th- that was really good. And probably uh, tied for my favorites this year were The Mandalorian and Watchmen. Uh-huh. Mandalorian was everything you wanted in a Star Wars story that didn't fully involve Jedi. Mm-hmm. I Baby guess. Yoda! Yeah, but not a full Jedi. Just has some magic hands. Yep. In fact, that was one of my favorite parts of the last episode. Like, do the magic hand thing! And you just see the puppet going... <laughs> Nobody can see that, Brian. Uh, it's a podcast. Visual jokes on an audio podcast. <laughs> um, and Watchmen, Watchmen was so good. Because it, it, it... As I stated in the, the episode where we brought it up, I, I, it's a shame that all the shit with Val Moore went down because I think he would actually like this, or mm-hmm. he would at least respect what they were trying to do with this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things that, like, it because Damon Lindoff took the comic as a starting point, told a story off of a lot of those things that was definitely a different social take than mm-hmm. Watchmen was, and but still included, like you said, there was the. The field notes or whatever you want to call it that mm-hmm. that uh, PDPedia I think it's called yeah or, yeah because yeah, PD was uh, Lori's sidekick right yeah for a couple episodes uh-huh. and like the, there's that stuff there's the other stuff that they the the fake album reviews 
Yes. For for the soundtrack stuff, like the the last one is the Lost Nine Inch Nails album uh-huh. because Trent Reznor did the score to it. But like the liner notes talk about like basically Nine Inch Nails ended in like 2010, as opposed to like they're still a continuing act mm-hmm. now, and with him like basically screaming at like where was Dr. Manhattan sort of thing and walking off stage to disappear. And this, the score that we got to the movie is what the, the album is. Mm. And it was apparently, uh, made in the, the pit of where the squid monster thing had blown everybody up. Mm -hmm, Like they had mm -hmm. recorded it in there. Like all these little details I really like and the alternate history aspect. Yeah. Robert Redford being president and all that stuff. And the casting is just brilliant. Oh, so good. Yeah. So I yeah. got I got one more thing. You got one more? Um, it's not a show that I watched in twenty nineteen, but I really wanted to, but I don't have TV. <laughs> My Little Pony season nine. No. It's not on Netflix yet. <laughs> no. it, it ended in like April. No. It's the last season. If anybody out there has a way for me to watch My Little Pony season nine without buying cable or another scream streaming service. Uh, we'll talk off air. Yeah. Ah ha. I already kind of know how it ends because, you know, the websites I read are spoilery. But I, I'm sure we can find a way. I'm sure that would be on my top list if I had yeah. been able to watch it. Stupid Netflix doesn't have it on yet. Speaking of Jen. Speaking um, of Jen. So Jen is the big reader amongst all of us. We've all read a couple books here and there, obviously. Yeah, I didn't read I read books. So, But Jen has a list of her favorite books of the year. So does Ryan. Oh, wow. Ryan's got books on there? <laughs> I read books. He read at okay. least two. We'll let Jen go first and then Ryan No, go. I read four. Because there was a trilogy of books I read. Yeah, I read that trilogy too. You listened to it in the car reading it. It still counts. So, because I was doing a lot of driving, mm-hmm. and because I was also doing a lot of my usual reading, I managed to read and or listen to 44 books in Wow! <laughs> and then I managed, again. Sorry. And then I managed to narrow it down to my favorite five. But if you want to know all 44 books, let me know and I will put them on our blog, which we are going to start populating in this year. (laughs) So my number one book this year was called City of Copper by S.E. Oh, geez, I can't pronounce that last name. Oh, I've heard of it. Shakrabberly. And this is the sequel to the first book that I read last year, which was uh, something bronze, I think. I can't remember what the first book was called. Where are my notes? Ah, I have too many notes. Anyway, City of Brass was the first one. That was my top book of 2018. So mm-hmm. my top book of 2019 was the sequel, City of Copper. And it's just, it's a continuation of the first book, so I can't really say much about it without spoilers. But if you like fantasy, uh, it's about uh, a world of genies and jinn and different clans of them and the half-breed human genies and what, how they're kind of struggling to become recognized by the full-fledged djinn and this uh, person, the main character, who is... I can't say anything without spoiling it. Anyway, she figures out a little bit more about her history. That's all I can say. Um, and then the, the prince, who's the other kind of protagonist, also figures out a bit about his family's history as well and so it's how they kind of interweave and uh the first book that ends on a cliffhanger um is resolved in the second book so i was upset i was like no and then i read the second book and it was okay 
Um, so my second book <laughs> uh, is actually two books because it's uh, a book and a sequel. And you really need to read both of them to get the full story. Uh, so the first one is called This Savage Song. And the second one is called uh, Their Dark Duet by V.E. Schwab. Uh, and this is a really kind of interesting world, um, a dystopian society where there, I read this a long time ago, so I'm trying to remember, where there's uh, three different kinds of monsters. There's, I can't remember the ones that are just basically teeth in the dark. Um, and then there's the Malachi, and then there's the um, quote unquote good ones that are trainable. I can't remember their names either. I'm sorry, I read this like at the beginning of the year. Um, and the world is basically, if you are caught in the darkness, you will be killed <laughs> because there's these monsters that live in the dark. So you always have to have light on you. Um, and the world the, the, is divided into, the city where the, the story takes place is divided into two camps. There's the camp with the person who's um, made a pact with the Malachi, which are the kind of evil demons. And basically uh, the, the town is under his protection. So people who have who pay him money won't get eaten basically by the monsters but people who don't get eaten and that's how the monsters kind of stay tamed more or less mm -hmm. and then the second camp is um basically they don't want anything to do with any of the monsters except for the the main monsters whose names i don't even remember um and it's the story of the, this monster boy who's trying to he really wants to be human he wants nothing more in life than to be human and they are soul eaters so basically if you've killed or committed a sin i guess they're sin eaters um it shows on your soul and that's how these monsters feed and they feed by either singing or playing music or doing something kind of artistic that brings your soul to your surface and then they can draw it out and, and consume it and that's how they survive mm. So it's it's such a good book. Anyway, I'm really bad at selling books, um, which is odd considering I used to be a librarian. So my third book was called The Star-Touched Queen by Roshami Chotsky. And I think I talked about this as a geek pick, so I'm not going to go into yep. that in detail. Uh, my fourth book was also a geek pick called The Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi. And that's been optioned for TV series, I think. Yeah, and someone. I think i got to check. I think there's a sequel. Uh, and then the fifth book I had a really hard time picking. And eventually I went with, because, you know, 44 books to pick from, I went with How to Stop Time by Matt Haig. And this was one that I listened to. And it was a, it's a story about a man who was born in the 1500s. And he has a genetic disorder that makes him age incredibly slowly. So that basically um, he hit puberty and then started aging so slowly that, you know, every... I can't remember what the actual time was, but basically he's lived for centuries and centuries and centuries. And there's other people like him. And the story is of him going back and telling his life story from the 1500s on, which is really interesting because it talks about the love of his life, the only woman he's ever truly loved whom he met in the 1500s, which makes it very sad. And uh, it, it's um, parallel to his modern life where he's finally learning to let go of this first love centuries later um, and he's meeting somebody new and it's also the search for his daughter who also has the same disorder as he does so she is also basically immortal hmm. and then there's this whole secret society the albatross society of other people with the same disorder who are trying to uh, basically get everybody to join the society or, or they're killed 
and it's supposed to be it's like a protection racket they're like we don't need the rest of the world can't know about us because they're not going to see us as people they're going to you know uh, experiment on us and so we have to hide so basically the society is trying to get all of them to join and stay hidden um, and then that all that's they're yeah I can't explain it without ruining the ending but that's uh the secret society is basically how things, what they're trying to work against. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that was a really good one to listen to. I listened to a lot of these books, um, and I really liked uh, the narrators for a bunch of them. Like probably the one that I listened to where that I had the best narrator um, was. Hang on, I gotta find it in here. Maybe. I can, oh yeah, here we go. Um, Voyage of the Basilisk by Marie Brennan. That's in Labyrinth of Drake. So there's two ones I listened to this year. There's this is a, it's a five book series, but the narrator for those books just brings the brought the characters to life in such a way it was fantastic. I should have listened to all five books instead of just two. But the narrator really is such good. a big mm, yeah, and so so important when it comes to uh, an audio book. Yeah, because I did I listened to a couple books where I'm sure the story would have been great if I had read it, but just listening to the audio book, I was like, meh. <laughs> so anyway, those are my top books of uh, twenty. 2019 and if you want to know all 44 books um, give us a comment on uh, social media or something and I'll give you the list so Ryan what were the three I books read you books read? too <laughs> uh, well I only listed the well I listed four of the newer books like if it was one I reread then I yeah. didn't bother putting it because there were some books that I reread but uh, uh, so I read the uh, the Star Wars aftermath trilogy which takes place which is the story uh, pretty much it starts to fill in the gaps between the Battle of Endor and the Battle of Jakku. Yep. Uh, with some of our characters. And Jen then, was listening to that book series. Yep. yep. I listened to that series. Uh, introduces some new characters and expands on some old characters. Uh, and then the other one was the latest book in the Expanse series called uh, Tiamat's Wrath. Mm. And uh, because I don't want to spoil anything in that, the, the books are probably about three seasons ahead of the tv show right now okay. pretty much each season of the tv show has been about a book oh okay except for like the first two uh first season is like half of the first book yeah and then season two is pretty much the rest of that first book and then the second book mm. so uh but yeah no it's uh it's good they were both good they were good additions uh, well, all the, the good additions to the things like, i was a big sucker into the uh star wars expanded universe books Back in the day, yeah, uh, especially when it got to the new Jedi Order stuff. So uh, I do enjoy me some good Star Wars books, but uh, yep. Yeah, so those were my books. So continuing with the theme of reading, uh, best comic books. I, I made a list. Did you make a list? I got some picks. Uh, I wasn't sure if you two. Would. No, I don't have a. I don't have a comic list. That's okay. My only thing is that Squirrel Girl ended, and it made me sad. But the oh. the way they ended it was very very good. So read Squirrel Girl. Okay, so we'll do, we'll do like what you and okay. Kevin did. We'll go back and forth. So uh, I think this one shows up on both our lists is Samurai Grandpa. Yes. Because we're pretty sure it more or less came out this year. Well, at least I purchased it this yeah. year and read it this year, and we've talked about it. You recommended it. I bought it on your recommendation. Sean Daly just did some yeah, the awesome art. art the that. art is beautiful. Story's the story's good. great. You know, it's so what's your your? Uh, next this one's one? probably on your list too. Star Wars. No. Oh, you actually, didn't go with Star Wars. It, it wow. was like it just barely cut off. I uh, did five. So. Well, uh, yeah, Star Wars is one of the books that when I get it, it tends to go right to the top of my list of my reading pile. Yeah. Uh, it's 
the the latest volume fills in the gaps, uh, fills the time between A New Hope and leads right up to Empire Strikes Back. And then now the now the newest one that just started this year, yeah, is going to be place crazy. minutes after Luke gets loaded into the Millennium Falcon at the end of Empire. Yeah. Which is an interesting is, space to do stories. Well, yeah, and and most of the, all of the well, all the story in issue one takes place during the movie Empire Strikes Back because uh, Lando and Chewie haven't left yet in the Falcon. Like we see them at the end when you know Leia and Luke and the droids are standing on the on the on the, the yeah. medical frigate and Chewie and Lando it, leave. That, so we haven't space. even got to that part yeah. yet. So it's still like it's in the. We've left Cloud City, but we haven't reached that point in the movie. And Lando bringing up, like, why is this dude so important? Yeah. Like, well, that's yeah. Luke we, Skywalker. We had our chance to save Han, but we had to come back to get this guy. Who that's, is he anyway? That's Luke Skywalker. He blew up the Death Star. And Lando's like, oh, that oh. explains it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you, so. you guys said that it takes place just, like, seconds after they leave on the Falcon away from Cloud yeah, City. Yeah, it's... And it just... The first thing that popped into my head was the opening scene of the comic book is Darth Vader looking down the shaft where Luke fell and going, fuck. Actually, that's part of it. <laughs> is it? Yeah, and it's also part of the, the new Vader comic that's coming out, too. <laughs> yeah, Luke has yeah, some flashbacks to his, like, you know, to that, set, you know, to losing his hand and all mm-hmm. that. Uh, so, yeah, Star Wars. So, I'm going to go with one that I picked up at TCAF this oh. year. Beelzebub's, the webcomic that was printed up about. A family of black metalers oh, yeah, in that's Sweden. Hilarious. It's cute. It's funny. It's got some got some jokes that are not friendly for children, but <laughs> it's it's a it's a nice little comic strip, basically. And it's I find web comics I don't tend to follow them that much, but this one has really caught my attention, partially because I'm a big music geek too, yeah. right? So like some of the jokes are jokes that I've heard before, but they're better they're better interpreted. Like the the amount of Swedish Swedish and Finnish black metal bands that go missing in forests every year due to trying to shoot their album cover, <laughs> they do a, a, a thing of a joke on that. Like, it, well, how how do you know other bands get lost and they turn and there's a bunch of skeletons wearing like big spiked gauntlets and stuff hanging up by a tree? Like, oh, but yeah, I, I really liked it and it was something new and. Different from my regular reading, so it popped up. Your next one? Uh, my next one was uh, one of the uh, DC Black Label books. Ooh. Uh, I really enjoyed Superman Year One. One, the Frank Miller book. The Frank Miller book with John Romita uh, Jr. Uh, Romita? Yeah, Romita Jr. Uh, doing the art. Three issues, oversized books, like magazine-sized books. Um. The the best Romita has looked since he's come to DC, yeah. art wise, and uh, it was just another a, a new modern retelling of Superman's origin. It's a little weird, yeah, but a little good. weird, but in a good way. All right, my next one is a kind of a trade, but kind of a reprint, like a graphic novel. It's it's odd to. To describe it, it's Bad Weekend, which is from uh, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. It's part of the Criminal series. Okay. Uh, from what I understand, this was like part of a two or three issue arc that they did. But the 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 version I bought, like in in hardcover as a graphic novel, 
has additional pages to it. Nice. Like, I guess, deleted scenes. Like, inserted into it. And it's about a, a comic book artist uh, and his assistant for the weekend at a convention. And it's a guy who's done wrong and is looking for stolen artwork. And you, it's really well done. It's a it's a great little story. You can like, but it, there's like layers to it, especially when you realize that the guys who made it are also in the comic industry. So you wonder like because we've heard stories of stuff kind of along these lines, like how much of this stuff is, this is taken from, from some life. story they've heard. But like, Criminal is one of the the best comic books out there when it comes out. And right now it's coming out fairly regularly, and they're putting out. Uh, collections of it, so yeah. Next. Uh, another one that goes right to my top of my read list, uh, my, my read pile. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man. I'm still a big Spider-Man fan. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's Spider-Man. I'll read it. So it's on my list. So I, I, I buy have... it. Every, I buy it every month. So I must like it. I keep <laughs> reading about the 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 villain that's working in the background right now. What's his name? Relic Ruin. Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah, it'll be really interesting the, when that finally pays off. Because who, who the character is? It, it, that part of the stories right now is really intriguing me. Yeah. Because uh, especially, did you read this week's issue yet? No, I haven't had time to read oh, okay. this. Okay, there's issue a reveal. Yet. I think there's a reveal that got spoiled for me on a website. Oh, okay, don't spoil it for me. Then. Really, like it harkens back to the days where, like, it. it I, I there's a character in it that uh, I think Kevin would be very surprised. To have oh, okay, seen. so yeah, good choice. Yep, can't argue with that. Uh, number two, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from IDW. Great book. They just recently hit a uh, 100. They pulled off something that I thought was kind of amazing. They brought in a fifth turtle. A female a, turtle. Who's a girl. And two things happened. One, from my point of view, completely organic. Made sense in terms of the story. Yep. Is a great addition to the, the cast. We'll see how long she's a turtle for. Two, no fan uproar. Yeah. Or at least very, if it was, it wasn't as vocal as you would think, especially considering the internet. I did not read a single thing of like, ruining my turtles. Girls, meh. Like, I, uh, none of that happened, and it kind of amazed me. I think that all happened way back when, when they had that live, that really bad live action. Yeah, maybe TV they shot it all out of their system at that point. Because she had boobs and yeah. hips. This one does not. She's no. a turtle. Turtles lay eggs. It's kind turtles of a, it's, lactate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of awesome that they've designed her so she matches with the the brothers. That's good. But she That's still has weirdly feminine qualities to her. Like it's, which it's makes more sense explain. because she was a human first. Yeah. First, yeah. yeah. She's. Sl- I would say she's probably a little bit smaller than they are. Yeah. But it again makes sense, and it was part of an overall story that was really good. That like they have now capped off, and, and she there's... wears a yellow bandana, right? Yes, yeah. And there is like a they're now leading into some different directions. I haven't read this week's issue, but mm. it, it it's kind of going to be the first issue as her as like a full like full fledged member of the team that like, and it's just them. It's not like a whole whack of chaos going on around them. Yep. Uh, so my last one on my list, because these were in no particular order yep. anyways, uh, and I'm pretty sure these are on your list. Okay. Uh, the reboot of X-Men, X-Men. especially you know, House of X, Powers of X. Yeah. Uh, what they're doing with the X-Men universe in the, right now in comics is is crazy. Like they've given them, they've 
giving them their own island. They've got, oh, again, but this island's alive so we can protect them. Uh, they've, and they currently ate another island or mated with another island? It's joined, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this other island showed up and they joined. Uh, every mutant is has been invited to come and live there. They've got a... Including the villains. Including the villains. Uh, they're working with Apocalypse. They're working with... Um, Sebastian Sinister. Sebastian Uh They've got a council. They've got they've got a backup plan for when mutants get killed on missions. They've got uh, a group of mutants whose powers alone be like, oh, okay, but put them all together and they can reclone your body, grow it up, and then re re put you know insert your personality from the last updated copy that Xavier is keeping of everybody's personalities to. Uh, yeah, like, so you know, you might die today, and they'll and, reboot you with yesterday's yeah. version. And the other books are filling in like the holes of like, so does Wolverine come back with bone claws? Then that's the they most... put the adamantium back in them. They have a huge vat of it. That's the most comic booky loophole I have ever heard yeah. for having killing off characters. It's like, whoop, put you in the clone. Oh, well, you died. Whoop, like, put you in the clone. The, whoop, the you first or second issue, they murder everybody. Oh yeah, <laughs> like the, the main a lot of the main X Men: uh, Wolverine, Jean Grey, Cyclops, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler was. Uh, well, Storm wasn't on that mission, was she? I no, don't think in so. Space. No, because she's uh, but, at the party. Oh, was afterwards. it Psylocke? Maybe. No. Oh, no, it, it's Cipher, not Cipher. It's it's a character that like actually hasn't been around that yeah. long. It was, but. But, like, Ryan and both read it, like, shit, are they, like, playing for stakes? And, like, no, they brought them back, but it kind of makes sense. And then they've put together a, a council using, you know, with kind of, like, the heads of the different factions and stuff are all on the on the council, and they've made rules for their nation. And one of them, the first rule is you're not allowed to kill humans. Because, you know, they're still You trying. can maim them, though! Yeah, you can maim them, you can fight with them, but you can't kill them. Uh, so, Sabretooth... Of course, being Sabretooth breaks the, breaks that first rule right off the bat. So they judge him. And the, they judge he's guilty. And he gets swallowed up by Krakoa, Krakatoa, the island. Just takes him, just wraps him up, pulls him down deep into the island to not be seen again. But then don't be, they just put his brain into a... Nope, no, because he's alive. Dead. He's, he's not a, dead. That's the thing. Is that uh, what automatically he's, he's triggers being, resurrection protocols? Is Cyclops still a douche? No, no, less of a douche, more of a militarist. It's got a whole. The Summers Clan have their own home on the moon, oh. in the blue side of the the blue area of the moon. Okay. Um, in that issue, they have shown like a map of the house. They may be in a. It might be a little. Th- uh, yeah, there might be a little uh, three way going on, like a little uh, three way relationship <laughs> with Gene, Wolverine, and Cyclops. Because uh, the when you look at the map of the house. And it shows the way Gene's Gray is the only one that it has room doors that go to both Wolverines and yeah, the Cyclops connecting bedrooms. They, they, they all have doorways into each other's rooms. So it's and very... one of the things they've made a point of in like the the fourth or fifth issue is that the mutant should uh, go out and like spawn yeah, and, and be married more mutants. And then 
the one well, with that point when uh, the uh, the second island shows up and it's to, tries to join with the with the first island and it, they're communicating with it and he's like don't I, you know don't you know the island's like oh don't you know what love is because the islands are in love and that's why they had to be together I go, haven't you ever loved some one person or somebody and and like Cyclops is it's just kind of Yes, let's let's say I'm in love with one person. Even that that issue was like it was dad with alternate timeline children because yeah. it was with Cable with the a young version of Cable, Cable and uh, Rachel Gray, the, the yeah. Phoenix from the the eighties. Mm-hmm. Who I don't know what her mutant name is anymore at this point because it's Cause changed. Now she's like not Marvel Girl times. anymore because Jean's yeah. going by that. I think. Yeah. Or, going by Marvel, but Girl, like yeah. the the latest issue was basically. A UN meeting with the X Men. It was still great. Yeah, and it was so. representing that the mutants were Charles, Magneto, and Apocalypse, and it's Apocalypse in a three piece suit. <laughs> and they're talking about these things, and you know, you know, Magneto's making his his veiled threats about you know humans need Apocalypse, to evolve. Apocalypse, not so much. Yeah, and then they're talking about you know how uh, you know, there's the time in human history that you know the Bronze Age, and there's like all these Dark Ages. And how nobody knows what caused them. And then Apocalypse like, I know what did. Hmm. Me. <laughs> it's also awesome like seeing him in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> because he's just I want that action awesome. figure. Yeah. Um yeah. Or but, I, I, it's one it goes to the top of my read pile and it's the yeah. one that I text Ryan like, have you read yet? Because I don't want to spoil it for him if he hasn't. Mm. And, and then followed by like Holy shit! What do you think of this? <laughs> and just the 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 tie-in books, like the different teams. Like there's one that's the Marauders, but it's like a pirate. They got a ship, and it's captained by Kitty Pride and her crew. And it's uh, they kind of do like the 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 black market running of products from the island to nations that they're not totally on board with, and also getting mutants. But then also on, getting mutants. It's, it's like the underground railroad to get mutants from. And Excalibur is the weird sort of fantasy sci-fi X-Men offshoot, and they're keeping, there's an X-Force that's yeah, out there, and know. so far they're keeping continuity between all of these books, which yeah. is. A wow. pretty and stunning from the looks of it, itself. the way the trades are coming out, there's a trade out. There's the first one out. The Powers of X, House of X, yeah, that's is coming got out. Both of those is one trade, and then the next couple trades, it's going to be like all the issue ones, and then the issue twos. Like it's going to be coming out like that. Like so, you can follow along the story in all the books. Like it, it'll it, be interesting. I'm yeah. tempted to get the trades of those. I Probably think, not the hardcovers because they'll be expensive. Yeah, that's the thing about Marvel. I, their books are pricey. Yeah, it's gotten me back on board with Mar- with X Men books, which usually are one of those things you get on board for a bit, and then it goes weird, and you, they lose track of what they're doing, and you follow. Mm-hmm. But and it's Brubaker. No, it's a uh, no, Hickman. Hickman. Yeah, sorry, not Brubaker. Yeah, those are comics. My comic good, picks. awesome. Um, did we have any other categories? I, I've got one. We have toys, and I've got, I want to do podcasts. Oh. Okay. Uh, and I'll just go quick because um, I've been listening to the same podcast for years and years. Some podcasts I've been listening to since 2005, 2006, literally. Uh, but the new ones that I wanted to mention new or new to me include the Tomorrow Society podcast, which is um, a podcast uh, where the host um, interviews Disney Imagineers and other theme park professionals. Oh. So it's all tons of cool behind-the-scenes um, info about uh, the theme parks I love. 
I wanted to mention Voyage to the Stars, which is an Earwolf podcast. It is a science fiction comedy podcast, sort of an Orville-y type or okay. Galaxy Quest-y type thing, uh, where the performers, including Felicia Day and uh, Janet Varney, they um, are given the the outline for the story and they improvise all the dialogue. Oh, okay. Uh, it's an improvise. So the story is set, but the dialogue is not until they um, record it. And what else did I want to mention? I wanted to mention uh, Marvel's Wolverine, the Wolverine podcast. And Wolverine is not one of my favorite characters, but the podcast is fantastic. Uh, the second season, there's more Wolverine in than the first season. So, oh, has the second season come out? The second season it's on Spotify is on. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, okay. it, it, it was on. It made it through its run of Stitcher Premium and was released to the general public. I am looking forward to this company's next Marvel series, which is Marvels. That's coming out soon. Yeah, that that intrigues me. Uh, and I think this is the last one I wanted to mention is The Good Place, the podcast, which is the official podcast of The Good Place, hosted by Mark Evan Jackson. He plays Sean. Mm. And um, he has um, inside... Uh, information or inside connections with all of the people on the show of course and so every episode he talks to not just actors but writers producers directors and you get a really interesting um a really interesting look at a really great show and they end each episode with the question what's good so we have toys left and i think that's about it um, I could tell you about all of the Sims 4 expansions that were released in 2019. <laughs> no, thanks. But we can I mean, skip that I part. think that's a good topic for one of your web posts. <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, you yep. you were going with toy lines last well, we talked. Yes, for most of them. Well, mostly because uh, my, my real top picks, like the ones that I had, when we talked, my favorite ones. So, I picked up those TMNT NECA Turtles. Yes. Uh, I they just came. They got released to Canada this year. I picked them up. They've got their own shelf in one of my glass cases. They're the best turtle figures I've ever had. Yep. And we're getting more additions to that. Yes, line. soon, uh, very soon. Shredder, Splinter, and the Foot Soldiers are coming out mm. next month or two. So looking forward to that. Yes. So that's one. Another one I started collecting this year was the the Dragon Ball Super figures by Dragon uh, Dragon Stars, mm-hmm. which was a, finally a, you know a multiple articulated uh, Dragon Ball figures that looked like the cartoon representation, you know, looked like the, the anime, and didn't cost forty to ninety dollars a figure, like the figure oh, arts ones. Uh, and then I got so I got my other two. I got oh here we go. So I got two. Because they're pretty much, you know, they have to go hand in hand. Uh, both of them are Black Series figures. They're probably on your list too. The Heavy Mandalorian mm-hmm. and the Mandalorian. Mandalorian was a good figure. They're both really good figures that we got this year. Uh, and then my other figure, I totally, you know, it's one of those, you probably forgot that we got this this year. Beta Ray Bill from Marvel Legends. Yep. That came out this year. That's on my list of favorite figures it, for this year. It's so simple, but really good. But it's a really good representation of, of Beta Ray Bill. Bill. Um, for in my list is very similar. Uh, the Heavy Mandalorian is definitely on it. Um, the, those Neca Turtles are number one. Uh, my wife managed to smuggle me in them as a gift hmm. at some point. Um, and, did it legally. And yeah, but at the same time, so good that I have pre-ordered 
the Shredder and Foot Soldiers and Splinter to go with it. Did you get both Foot Soldiers or just one? I can't remember. I might have just gotten the one. I, I'm sure. I know I just ordered the one. I just don't remember which one. If I got the bladed or yeah. the or the other one. Either way. But uh, yeah, they're they're just so good. Yeah, they like, look like them. that movie, like those movie characters. Because they had done them in the the what are they? The one six scale or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the big scale, like the which are great or... looking, but they're like they're one hundred and eighty dollars a piece, and yeah. they're also very large, which makes displaying them problematic. Oh. <laughs> But, like, the fact that they were able to scale down that so well and not lose anything yep. is, like, NECA, is, I can't wait to see some of the other stuff that they've got coming out. Because, like, they're doing stuff in toy lines right now that I'm, like, I'm interested in, but I would have never bought those figures before. You know what I mean? Yep. So, um, Heavy Mandalorian is a, a definite runner-up. It was something kind of cool, something kind of new. Um and, and the the speed that we got that at yeah like it was the show <laughs> we was saw on, on TV and then, oh hey look next week the figure was out which yep. usually it's either we get the figures months before the show or months after the show yep. it was a nice change of pace so with that that it you only have those two the rest of the list is pretty much the same as mine Beta Ray Bill. Oh, you did, was, you did remember Beta Ray Bill? Yeah, just it, thinking it, of him now. No, Beta Ray Bill, it got added when as soon as you mentioned it. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> and a lot of the stuff I bought this year was uh, sort of older figures. The only one I think would be on my list that wasn't it would be uh, Silver Samurai from Marvel Legends. Yep. Just the... really good version of that that figure. Overall, probably Star Wars Black Series would be my my line of the year. Yeah. That, or if you could consider the Turtles a line, I'm not sure. Well, I does I do because yeah, you know, you it was okay. you know it's a line as well. It was a wave. It's just it's really slow. Just for, it's a wave. Mm-hmm. It was the, the first wave was the four turtles. Second wave is the bad guys in Splinter. Yeah. But uh, thus wraps up our look at at the year of 2019 the... as it was oh, yep. and will always be. Yeah. But uh, we we had a good year with the show, I think. I think oh, yeah. just looking back a Except little bit. Except for I wasn't on it for a good chunk of it. Well, then yeah. we'll fix that this year. Yeah. It's yeah. fixed now. Yay! We went the to some Comic-Cons. Fixed. Yep. Yep. There's going to be some fun new stuff coming this year. Yep. Yep. We uh, Please check our website, because our New Year's resolution as a group is to post to our blog. Yeah. And, uh, like, you know, we, we've got friends now of sorts and in other <laughs> shows. We have friends. I read books. Well, I, I, like I got like the the five-ish fangirls and the the like it's podcasting I honestly think is one of the few things out there right now where people are very open to helping other mm-hmm. shows mm-hmm. and not shitting all over shows that are starting out or trying to right. get going and like and whenever I'm asked for like advice or help in in terms of this space, I'm, I freely give it, and mm-hmm. I've gotten it back. Like it's, you know, and some of it may seem kind of quid pro quo in some ways, but like in other, I I, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> like it's like you know it's you know like it, there's a lot of trading around. Like it, it, Nate Milton's been on our show. I've been on his show. He's probably going to have Jen on the Rocky Might Be a Picture Show. I volunteered to do the Hercules movie. It's Excellent. probably going to be in two years, though. Yeah, that's okay. Like, I, I gotta give it to Nate. He figured out how to do a monthly podcast and never run out of material. 
As long as The Rock keeps making movies. Even then, he figured out that if The Rock stopped making movies like today, he still has like two years worth of podcasting to do. Well, he's doing only it doing it on a, mo- yeah. on a monthly yeah. basis, right? But also him- have 227 followers on Instagram. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. We, we built up a, a little bit of a following of sorts. So and, you follow us on Instagram. Know, thank you. And like, Oh, I, I ran into one of our listeners at the comic book store the other day. Yeah, that I didn't know listened. I uh, ran into Ryan O'Reilly again and uh, hadn't seen him in in a while, but he's still listening out there, so hey. Which is good. I'm I'm glad to hear it, and I'm glad to hear that he's doing okay. Yeah. Because I haven't ran into him in probably two or three years. Yeah. But yeah, and like guys like Jason Agnew who have helped promote our show a little bit, and John and Way at Pro Wrestling, or uh, Post Wrestling, and you know, it's... It's kind of a, a a neat, and it's also very diverse. The the people that we've been having on it, I I might be doing like a uh, a thing for uh, a friend, basically teaching teenagers how to do podcasts. Oh, nice. And I was looking through like the people that I've gotten to to meet like through uh, during us doing this, and kind of a diverse mix of people at this point. Yeah. But uh, so if you're still listening at this mark, uh, thank you. And yes, thank uh, you. we're going to continue on this year. Like uh, Kevin alluded to, we we are working on something interesting, something different than what we've done before. But there will be more of the same. The, the, this show will not go away, but there there might be something else coming in the next year. So it's something we talked about last year, and we're we're... In the process of getting the wheels turning, so mm-hmm. whether it turns out well enough for us to broadcast, however, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> there might be too many swears. Never <laughs> <laughs> stopped us before. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But uh, thank you for listening. And next episode, I got no idea because I've been so focused on doing this episode, I haven't even looked forward yet. We will think oh. of something. I bet by the next episode we will all have seen the first episode of Picard. Oh, there you go. There we go. Yeah, probably. It's, yep. So, Star Trek. At Ryan's. We'll do Star Trek. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. See ya. Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds, and you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy.